Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to Charles Kelly Money Tips. Today I wanted to talk about spending and the question, should banks uh, monitor our spending so that we don't overspend our own money? Uh, this comes when, uh, it, in light of a story that's come out, uh, someone called Amanda Whiteman had 28000 in her account after uh, the sale of a house and she knew that she should be putting some aside but within months she'd spent the lot and she, she was going through depression sort of a compulsive disorder and you know a bank, a, it, it, she, she just spent it and, and a charity is asking whether the, the bank should monitor our own spending whether they should uh, look for the signs of mental health problems and, and actually monitor our own spending. The charity is called Money and Health Policy Institute. It's calling on banks and building societies to monitor customers' data to spot signs of problems such as sudden, sudden drops of income, dramatic increases in spending or persistent uh, use of unauthorised overdrafts. Well, they do also, they, they obviously do look at persistent use of unauthorised overdrafts and probably would want to shut your account down. But I think it's very difficult to monitor a, a spending pattern. I'm sure they've got the capabilities of doing it, but then a lot of people might then argue, well, do you want the bank looking over your shoulder saying, well, should you be spending that money or, you know, why are you drawing that out? I mean, I think already the banks do get you to sign something when you're making a withdrawal or a large transfer. Like if you're buying a property and you need to transfer 20, 50,000 to, to an account to, to, as a deposit, the banks ask you questions, don't they? They're, they're, in fact, I, I was getting annoyed with them uh, recently. I said, why are you asking me all these questions? I've, I've done this before. I, I don't need to go through this. But they said, no, this is you don't get your money unless you answer these questions. You don't get your money. I said, well, I'll shut the bloody account down. I don't care. Um, so I got annoyed with, with them. But they are uh, certainly looking out for uh, people that might have been scammed, um, you know, particularly where you've got pensioners been marched down the bank to, to draw out draw out £5,000 for a roof repair by some con men. Uh, so they are, they are doing that already. But as for looking into your spending habits and saying, well, I don't, I think this person is spending too much money, it's very difficult. And you know, a lot of people would get very angry if they were told they can't withdraw money. Uh, the charity said that, uh, sadly, 100,000 people in who have debt attempt suicide each year in England with, with many uh, suffering depression through, through debt. And there are people with a lot of debt at the moment, not just their mortgage debt, but a lot of personal debt. So it, it is definitely a problem. And I've worked in banks and I've seen uh, bank staff say to each other, oh, she's back in again to draw some money out. And uh, I remember there was one woman who used to come in in the morning and draw out a thousand pounds. And this is in a small town. And, you know, she'd spent that by lunchtime. And by the afternoon, she was coming back to draw out another thousand pounds. And this, I remember the staff talking about it. But, you know, for them to sort of say to her, well, are you sure you want to draw this money out? I think she would have just shut the account down and, and walked off down the road to another bank. Uh, fortunately, her 
Her husband was a big earner in the city, uh, but also a big spender. And I've used these stories in, in the past because they, they used to spend a lot of money uh, and had less savings than some people who had you know, much smaller incomes than these guys uh, because they spent so much money. But that that's a big question. Should banks really... Uh, you know, be monitoring. I mean, what do you think? Do you think the bank should be looking over your shoulder and saying, well, I think you're spending too much money. Uh, you're dipping into your savings. Uh, I, I, I think it's a it's a dilemma for the banks. I, I don't know how they can solve that problem. I talk about this in my book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness, where I, I talk about money management and, and watching your money and watching your spending. Uh, that I call it the three R's of money management. Uh, one, one of the formulas I have in the book, because it is important that you, you do save and, 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 and watch your money. It's not just all about saving. You've got to generate income. But clearly, if you go through your life, 40 years, as many people do of working and earning money and then end up with nothing, that something's not right there. You can't just blame it on the cost of living or the cost of cigarettes going up, uh, because many of these people you can see have high spending lifestyles and habits that use up their money. But to get through life and say, well, I've got no more money left. The state's going to have to look after me in a country like this, where you've got every opportunity to earn money and save money it is tragic. You know, in, in the UK, uh, people have the opportunity to earn money. And I've seen many migrants come here and, you know, work two and three jobs and manage to save and buy a property and look after families at home. So if they can do it, anybody here can do it. So it's a, it's a bit of a tragedy to go through life and not have any savings. And I think the average amount of savings in the country is, is probably around £5,000 per person, which is, is not a lot of money considering people earn hundreds of thousands in their lifetime. So that's the question today. Should banks be monitoring things? And, and, and I, I, I think it's very difficult. And I, when I worked in the bank, they had the same customers who used to go overdrawn with unauthorized overdrafts every day. And, and they were called up by the banks and charged £25 because they'd gone overdrawn. And the, the bank had to employ four people in that branch alone just to monitor the same people who went into their overdrafts or went overdrawn without permission every day. Uh, so there are, you can have an overdraft on an account and that's not a problem. But if you have an unauthorized overdraft, that means you're going beyond the, the allowable overdraft. And this can happen because, uh, you know, you, you've written out checks. Anybody remember checks or you've tried to spend money that it, and your, your account has gone below the balance or below the overdraft limit, or you've had direct debits hitting your account on the first of the month for your mortgage and there's no salary there, then the bank will tend to bounce that, that payment. They'll stop it and then charge you an amount of money for stopping it. And then you're into trouble then because then you've got, that can trigger further charges as other payments are bounced as well. And that, that can end up with hundreds of pounds of, of fees paper to the bank and people blame the banks but what can they do you know they can't just keep paying up money that's not there because the people are not managing their money properly so it's very important to manage your money properly and you should be knowing what's coming and going into your account without having to sort of go to the bank and find out what your balance is let's face it we've got apps on our phones that we can use to uh, check the balance anytime we want we can go down to a hole in the wall and check our balance um, uh, but the, the best thing is to have it on a spreadsheet as I've suggested here to have it on a spreadsheet and, and to know well this every month I've got 
say a thousand pounds worth of standing orders and direct debits you can get a list of your standing orders from the bank so you know every month that that's the minimum that, that that's got to go out of your account so you've got to make sure that money's in there on the due date because you know if you pay a check in today it's not going to clear for another four or five days because that's the way the banks work so the money's got to be there when the payment goes out and uh, then you, you you know and you've got to look at what you you spend it's so easy to indiscriminately spend with a debit card isn't it to go out to the shops and say well i'll buy that and i'll buy that tap this and tap that um let's have another meal let's have another few starbucks and suddenly you, you've overspent in the month and then you need a contingency fund there to cover the big expenses that might come in like your boiler breaks down your car breaks down and you, you you need a few hundred pounds then you've got to have a contingency fund you've got to have some savings there to cover those eventualities because they will come the rainy days will come and we all know the rainy days will come so always have something there as a contingency as i say i explained a bit more in in the book uh, money can buy you happiness because money can buy you happiness if it's managed and controlled and you know it, it's not the be all and end all of happiness it doesn't that the, the pound note sitting in your hand is not going to make you happy is what money can do for you and that's just not going out and having a good time that's providing a roof over your head that's providing security that's providing things for your family if you have a family it's providing those little luxuries and holidays and you know doing things for other people perhaps providing for a, enabling you to give to charities uh, and do something for other people that that's what money also enables people to do it's not just about money can buy you happiness because i can go and buy clothes today that's just temporary happiness um money is there for many many other things and that's what i talk about in the book because i believe that it's, it's right to say well, money doesn't buy you happiness but try being broke that doesn't buy you happiness either and as this charity said today um you know hundred thousand people a year are committing uh, attempting to commit suicide because of debt problems so being in debt Having no money is not much fun. And I've been to countries where people have literally zero, nothing, and try telling them, oh, money doesn't buy you happiness. You know, your happiness will come in the next life. You know, it doesn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't work with me anymore. Uh, we all need a bit of money and we need to manage our money properly. And certainly in this country, we have every opportunity to do that. And and also have some contingency fund if, if you lose your job, you know, you, anyway i talk about it more in the book but you should have a few months salary in there at least in in your bank uh but unfortunately most people are only one or two months salary from just being homeless because if, if their salary stops coming in for for a couple of months that's it everything collapses you know they can't pay their rent their mortgage they've got no money to pay bills but you know you can't live like that so before you go out and buy you know an, a, a second or third flat screen tv for the house have some savings there before you, um, you know, go out for drinks every week or smoke every day. And that's what's got to be a £10 a day habit, hasn't it? Or before you book that second and third holiday, uh, think about having some contingency funds there. And, and before you go out and order a new car and think, well, it's only three or £400 a month. Think about saving three or £400 a month so that you have some contingency funds in, in your bank account. For, the, for those rainy days. So thanks very much for listening. Uh, this is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Just to, to give you a bit of background on myself, I spent uh, 25 years in financial services. I've worked in banks, insurance companies and had my own IFA practice. Uh, that, that's uh, independent financial advisor, not income FA, that's independent financial advisor. And I've, I've sat in front of thousands and thousands of people and, and looked at their financial situations in detail. And they would tell me things that they wouldn't, wouldn't even tell 
their own family. So I know that people who are happy with money, people who are happier and generally more content with life and, and finances in general, you look at the people, you look at the family and see they're more happy, are people who manage their money and, and also manage their life, manage their time. They are happier than the people who are all over the place and don't know where it's going. Where's my time going? Where's my money going? Oh, I don't know where it's all gone. And oh, I can't find that statement. And oh, how much is my mortgage every month? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I think it's a 500. I'm not sure. Um, they're not happy really because they're disorganized they're always worried about money because they're not organized so it's it's about organizing yourself your life and your money and then you will be you will feel happy i've seen it you know every time i've seen it people are going to a, a happy home they're generally they know how much money's coming in they know what's going out they are happy because they're organized their life is they lead let's use the word an orderly life they're, they have an orderly uh uh, money system they know what's coming in it's not about being boring it's about uh, having an orderly life and being organized so that you know you can feel happier and more content with life anyway read all about it uh, this is charles kelly bye for now thanks for listening and have a great evening thank you for listening to money tips for more tips and information visit moneytipsdaily.com the information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 